Hey y'all, welcome to the Really Real Conversation with Miss Dove. So, it's been a few changes. It's been a minute, and I said I was going to get back out here. My next discussion with you guys is talking about grief. And it's been a hard topic to deal with since it's been a lot of changes. So, the last time I shared with... uh, getting used to feeling your feelings and all of that stuff and as soon as I felt like I was getting my bearings it's like grief hit me real hard so I haven't had a chance to really talk about uh, my competitive season in bodybuilding but recently I, I competed in May Mother's Day weekend at Genesis for the second time uh, last year was my first year competing, and that was my first show, so I feel like it's my goal to compete in Genesis every year. And uh, I had a great time. I was very relaxed. Like, this experience was something totally different, but we'll get to that another time. But uh, the day after was Mother's Day, and my goal for the weekend was to make my mom proud and try to feel like I could give her the world. It was me and my brother, my sister-in-law, my niece, my nephew, uh, and my daughter with my mother at my brother's house. And I felt like the whole day after my show, I felt like, you know, I was exhausted from prep and all of that stuff. And then, but that day I just, I felt like a zombie, like, something right. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it. And then my mother was like, you keep talking about you tired. I said, yeah, I'm tired. But for whatever reason, I just could not sit down. I couldn't be still. And then she kept saying, I keep calling your stepdad, but he won't answer the phone. Uh, and I just stared at her. She was like, why are you looking at me like that? I was like, oh, no. And the day of my show, my mother stopped by my aunt's house. And my uncle James brought her to my brothers, so she didn't have to drive. It was storming most of the weekend. And so she was like, well, let me know when you're ready to take me to get my car so I can go home, but I might need to leave early because I feel like I need to go check on your stepdad. And so we went to practice at a game day tournament for my nephew who plays uh, Little League football. He's really good at what he does. And my mama kept wondering why. I kind of, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of had this cold disposition, like I didn't want to be bothered. Uh, I just had to edge something. Just I, I couldn't explain it. I just didn't feel right. And so she's like, "So what? You ready to take me home?" But I was like, "No." She said, "Well, your brother gonna take me to my car." And I stood at the sink washing out my prep bowls. Mm-hmm. And oh Lord, I'm always hungry. Eat so much. Um. But anyways, I was washing up my prep bowls, and she just stared at me, and I was just washing them. I didn't say anything back. And then she eventually came by, kissed me on the cheek, and walked off like she was flustered. But I just really couldn't explain I wasn't ready for her to go home. And the closer I got to fish, and I knew my brother had already dropped her off at the car at my aunt's house. It was on his way back to his house. And I said, okay, I'm going to go on by brother's guest room and lay down and the moment I laid down the phone rung and I I was dog tired and my mama said he's gone 
And I sat up and said, who? Who gone? Where they go? And she says, Bo gone. So my stepdad nickname was Bo. <laughs> I ran towards the living room. I didn't see my brother. I ran towards his man cave in the garage. He wasn't in there. And I think my sister-in-law said he was in the bathroom. I guess changing. But I ran back in the room to call her back. And somebody answered the phone. Hello? Uh, yeah, this, this, this round the house. And I was like, where my mama at? And all I heard was, who? Who you looking for? I said, did I call my mama phone? Get the fuck off the phone and give me my mama the phone. Don't answer my mama phone asking, who is this? So my mama get on the phone and said, mama, who's out there? Are you okay? We on our way. And I ran out of the room. Hung up, I guess, because I called back again. And uh, you can hear a lot of people talking. So I guess it's at the point where the police and everybody were there. And so I ran into the man cave and told my brother, we got to go. He gone. He looked at me. I said, Bo gone. And my daughter looking at me as I'm running through the house frantic, trying to figure out what shoes I'm going to put on because my stuff, I had been packing to leave to come back to Houston. And my daughter's looking at me like, what you doing? What's going on? I said, Mama, be back. I got to go. I'm going to go help me, Mom. And I'm in the car. And it was just like this. I felt like I was on a boat on a, a wave of water. It's like I was driving. It didn't feel like I was driving. But uh, I called her back. She says, yeah, I'm talking to the sheriff right now. He's covered up. We're just trying to get everything. Just, just are you on your way? And I was like, yes, ma'am. I'm on my way. And I called my dad and my stepmother. Neither one of them would answer their phones. And I called each one of them about four or five times. And so it was stuff going on at their house at the same time. My stepmother was sick and ended up being rushed to the hospital the same week for emergency surgery. So I'm in a ball of emotions. So on top of me experiencing all of that, I'm driving and normally I'm listening to rap music and I kept thinking like I could put some gospel on or something, but ain't nothing I really be vibing or like it or it doesn't I don't I don't need to be crowded either while I'm driving. So I put put my <laughs> gym workout mix on and I call my dad, he finally answers. I said, Could you head over to Mama house? Because whoever answered the phone pissed me off. And when I get there, I don't want to light nobody else's up with you know, with words. But I pull up and I see my aunt, my uncle James, uh pull up right in front of me. I see my dad's truck on the side of the road, flashing lights, and the neighbors behind us, one of them was on the porch with my mom, looking for me, and the other was like, you're in my driveway. I'm like, nigga, fuck your driveway. It's a dead body in the kitchen. Like, I'm trying to get to my mama, and I could just see her, her arms motioning for me to grab her. And it's like, the moment I hit her, I could feel all the weight of her emotions on my shoulders. <sighs> The house I grew up in with my parents, my mom and my stepdad, I helped pick out the house. I helped paint slats. I helped put the paint on the walls. I helped build the porch and the patio. Like, everything about this house I've been a part of since I was about 11, 12 years old. The man been around since I was 18 months old. My mom and my dad were split, separated, or whatever. My daddy was, you know, out there in the streets doing his thing. And me and my stepdad had a best relationship. 
But all I can remember was the stupidest shit I've ever done as a child. <laughs> I would bust out laughing and then suddenly start crying. And that weekend was the hardest weekend to grasp a lot of shit. Like, I competed Saturday in one, one category, one, one class. Well, yeah, yeah, one division, which was 40-plus masters. I had just heard 40 out. And then the other was Class A. I won second. Uh, but I was proud because what was funny the day of the show, though, was my mother was the only one in the audience because my brother, my daughter, and everybody overslept because they stayed up late, you know, chilling. After I was just, I just walked out of the room with, to bed because I had to be up at 345. But as I walk in, I look over at the chair that my stepfather usually sits in. But I realize he would no longer be there. I didn't quite tear up, but it was something me and my mama discussed for years. Like, what would we do and how would we deal with that? And I looked down towards the kitchen patio door and there he was. He didn't even look like the man was dead. He looked like he was just on the floor sleep. Like, nigga, what you doing? <laughs> like, would, would you get up or something? And uh, at that moment, it was like, this man really gone, though. Like, the body here. But I felt the spirit was gone. And so... I prepared for my step-siblings to show up, and they were all on their way. I was answering the phone for my mama while she was responding to the police department, the sheriff, uh, the county coroner, since my mama lived outside of Austin and the country. So that was even harder. I drove 54 minutes from my brother's house on one end of Austin to the other side of town, the longest drive ever. And... As the weekend went by, I prepared myself to try to figure out how to explain to my daughter that her papa gone, because that's what she goes every summer, usually for 30 to 60 days. While my mom's at work, sometimes she would be with papa, no matter what anybody said. It's what papa said I could do that. Papa said I can't. And uh, boy, oh boy, did they have a ball. The stories I would hear about her summer breaks. Uh, going to go see the ducks at the park, uh, swings and playgrounds, making whatever she wanted to eat, cooking whatever she wanted, letting her do whatever. So I tell everybody she's spoiled, but she's a sweet kid. So that whole night was a was was a hell of a situation with my step siblings falling out on the floor, two of them not emotional, like I don't even. I doubt they had emotion at any point, but everybody grieves differently. But the weirdest feeling in the world is trying to figure out how to be there for your mother when you live two hours away and everybody else lives closer, but she relies on you for advice, uh, encouragement, uh, 
even when my stepdad refused to take his medication, she would call me Nika. So I like say, sir, you need to do what you're supposed to do. All right, all right, if you say so. I think I learned. I didn't really have a lot of great men in my life, but I remember he taught me how to tie a tie. So I always said when I get married, I'll make sure my husband look good. And when he get dressed, the little details I can help find to uh, The corny shit I did as a kid, I, I, I literally told everybody while he was laying on the floor and we were waiting on the mortuary to pick him up. They were like, oh, he took that shit to the grave. I said, y'all never knew her. <laughs> like, literally, he's like, don't tell your mama. We better fix it now. Try to rearrange my room with the flu. And so in the midst of my situation that weekend, it was like leading through the week. I had people asking, like, how did the show go? I was like, oh, it went fine. They're like, what happened? I was like, oh, I just ain't had a chance to deal with it. I mean, to lose your stepfather on Mother's Day. It was like I didn't, I don't think my mama got to experience the, she, she, I don't even know. I, I guess I can't speak for her, but I feel like Mother's Day didn't go as planned. It was already rainy. We were supposed to go to the Oasis to watch the sunset and have dinner. Uh, but she felt so anxious, but I felt kind of anxious. Um, she rushed through dinner, but we had a great weekend with her to celebrate my, my show weird and all of that but after the passing of my stepfather we prepared for the funeral the fallout that I had with a couple of my step siblings I realized grief ain't even just about death and the loss of a person in the physical sense of them being around you or being able to pick up the phone and call but it's almost the same as even having relationships with people uh friendships and uh associates that you literally end up just getting cut off from. Some of you don't even know why. Um, Even grieving good times and then when you're going through hardships, you're going out of alone because you don't have anybody you can confide in. Then when you realize even in your successes or you're evolving, some people fall off and some people say it might be like some people may be feeling threatened or think that you're changing but which growth comes change and some people don't go with you sometimes you will get explanations some people will make things clear some things will be clear even in loss with death people die and you get unanswered questions you don't know family history trying to plan the man's obituary was like the craziest part because it was like you're not even my actual father but you're my father figure and I felt like sometimes I do a little bit more than what other people did and when you get a step-sibling that tells you, I grew up on that land, and I was like, but I grew up on that house. Like, you might have spent the first couple of years down there when you were a kid. But after that, that was me for 20 semi-years. Um, that's my home address if I need to have mail sent. But I'm grown, so I just keep all my own stuff. So I don't have to ask my mom or nothing. But grief is beyond just death but it's like the the termination of relationships uh sudden changes in life experiences and what i'd say the last few podcasts i've done i think i just been in preparation for the transitions that i'm going through there's not going to be perfection 
uh, with life. There's no way that, that that could even exist. You can plan for all you want, but it never happens that way. Uh, I know I, I've been divorced for over two years. And some people thought I would grieve the divorce. No, I grieved the idea that I had about what I expected my marriage to be like, but it was nothing like that. And so at this point, I harbor no hard feelings towards that man. I wish him well, peace, love, happiness, all of that outside of me, even though I felt like I was in hell while I was married. But at this point in my life, I'm at, I've come to terms with, I used to hear growing up, uh, right after high school, the older you get, you'll experience death a lot more. And you realize as you're getting older, the people before you are getting older and their life is is going to come to an end at some point. But we don't know the time frame. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen. You don't know the cause of death. And sometimes it can be very traumatic. Um, but I, I really... Oh, my God, I thank God for therapy. Um, but I also have to grieve the change. Matter of fact, I competed May 13th. Mother's Day, May 14th. My stepfather passed. Three days after that, I had a new therapist. So this is my third therapist in two years. So that was a loss because even though my previous therapist, we kind of prepared for the termination of the relationship because she would no longer be with the health services that I was going to. But boy, oh, boy. Thankfully, the, the new therapist, a black woman, I'm a black woman, so she could understand some of my concerns and issues. Um, I met with her three days later, and it was like, I walked in, it was like, well, you ready to meet me? <laughs> and I unloaded on her like a can of, no, not even a can, like a, a shaking up bottle of Coca-Cola. Like, I exploded with, hey, this is me, this is my life. So we did the initial assessment with the initial questions of experiences, what has been my diagnosis and what I'm dealing with with my anxiety and depression. Um, then on top of that, abusive relationships, uh, a whole lot, health issues, uh, physical health ailments, you know. So thankfully with my fitness routine and getting up and going to the gym, that is like my outlet. I I record videos for social media because I was encouraged uh, by a few bodybuilding ladies that I I follow. They were like, post the videos to go. We're cheering you on. If you don't feel like anybody else is offering you that support, we need that. Because sometimes you might not feel like you're doing enough. You might feel like, I don't see the results. But people outside of your physical being will see you show up. And so to say all of that, it's sometimes... Well, you're not expecting people to be watching. They're watching. They're encouraging. They're inspiring. They're going to say something that fuels you. Uh, my goal is to compete in the next couple of weeks. But then again, I want to be mentally prepared like I was in May. Like the May show that I did with Genesis was like smooth. Even though I had some, some, some things transpire prior to and My birthday was two and a half weeks before that. Um, it was exciting. So grief for me is this understanding that there's going to come times for loss. And in that loss, you learn the lesson and and you appreciate the experiences. And so I'm actually able to say, regardless of how things ended or 
transpired between friendships, relationships, uh, the loss of a loved one. I'm appreciative of the experience, some good, some bad, and I've learned lessons from the bad and the good. So what what I encourage and talk to my daughter, we laid around the house one day, and she's like, things would never be the same. I said, and they won't. And so prepare my daughter to go visit my mother for a week next week, the first time without her papa in the same house. Even though she would, we went to the house a couple of times, and he wasn't there, but to actually live, to spend the night for several days at a time. I will say I pray for her peace and her comfort and them sharing conversations to help comfort her with this transition. Uh, Because I know for me, the night of the funeral, I did not sleep. I thought I still heard his footprints. I still felt I heard the three raps at the door and, hey, hey, you good? You need anything? You all right? I couldn't go to the kitchen. Like, the sound of the TV being on uh, throughout the night, because he's up all night. Uh, That chuckle, that laugh when he fixed something. So, even in uh, friendships I've had, having those long conversations, those early morning text messages, those, hey, girl, what's up? Hey, what's good? What's new? Clue me in. Uh, Let's play catch up. Everybody is going to have their time in your life. And there's going to be a time when it comes to an end or it's not existing. But grief isn't just about the death and the loss of a person's life, but the loss of the time, experiences, and the love. And the love may not be gone. I'll, I'll tell you that. I, if I love, I love and it doesn't change. The, the disappointment that it may have come from it, I still love you, still care about you, whether you're here or gone. Um, but man, that empty feeling and the sudden changes to your routine. You feel, <laughs> it's almost like walking naked. Uh, I need to put some clothes on that come with changing clothes, right? So, I'm trying not to cry because I, I catch myself going in and out of my tears. You can hear it in my little raspy voice right now. Um, but to touch on grief, grief is you're, you're good. we're, we're going to have to go through the cycles of grief, which is the acceptance and the understanding and uh, thankful for therapy. Uh, thankful for their friends and the family that uh, are familiar with what was going on. I know I hadn't really talked to too many people, and sometimes I'm at the point now where shit, fuck it. I mean, I feel like sometimes I went out my way to have relationships and friendships, and it felt one-sided to me. That's a part of grief. But uh, love on your people. If you really do love them, show them. Love is an actual word. Mean what you say. Do what you say you're going to do. And if you can't be very honest. I used to hear honesty is the best policy, but I promise you. It goes a long way. Don't overcommit yourself. But if you care about the people around you. 
show them love. One day they won't be here. One day life won't feel the same. It'll feel lonely. (laughs) And you'll begin to discover new friendships and relationships if you're open to it. So we'll experience grief at one point or another. It is not with the loss not just with the loss of life, but even the, the loss of relationships expiring and people going on their separate ways. So embrace the people that you say you love and let that be the lessons we learn. So check back in with y'all. There's gonna be some changes to to the web, to the Instagram, to everything that is the Really Real Conversation podcast. So, making some updates. It's been difficult. Uh, and some news that was expected to be news won't be news. So, we'll be picking things back up and we'll start up in the new season of the Really Real Conversation. So, stay tuned. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bye.